Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Intelligent Talk Radio. Intelligent Talk Radio. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. It sounds almost too uh, too strange to be a rational topic of discussion. Should a convicted terrorist receive his citizenship back or her citizenship back if they're dual citizens and they plotted to, were found guilty of plotting to, or they in fact committed an act of terrorism on Canadian soil? And so their citizenship is revoked because they fraudulently expressed their commitment to the country. And they were left with their one citizenship that they began with. And then at the end of the, when, they, when they've served their time, when they're convicted in prison, as this uh, Maria Zachariah uh, Amara was, when you've served your time, only after you've served your time, are you then removed from the country and sent back to your country of origin. But you have to serve the time that the court determined you must serve. And it would be treated the same way as any other criminal case. I suppose you could, uh, you could appeal. And then if you're turned down, then you stay in prison. And I can't see any government except for maybe Mr. Trudeau's. I couldn't even see any other liberal or NDP um, leader Supporting this, a Canadian is a Canadian is a Canadian attitude, because I don't even know what that means. That's just sophomoric. And, uh, but it's Mr. Trudeau has decided that Mr. Amara is to get his Canadian citizenship back. Because Mr. Trudeau has also said that Canada is uh, the world's first post-national state and that he's a global citizen. Well, I'm a citizen of Canada. I'm not a global citizen. I'm a citizen of Canada. I'm sure that's upset some people, too. 800-263-2428 is my number. Roy Green Show, Chorus Radio Network. But you've kicked out 60-year-old Mr. Um, keep keep losing, his, losing his name. Uh, Len Van Heest, would you have kicked him out of Canada? This is awful. And then return the citizenship of Amara. 800-263-2428. Back to Merv in Edmonton. Merv, you're a patient man. Thank you. So here's, so here's, the, here's, the, here's the whole, and I finally understood what you were getting at, okay? So blame it on, on the obtuseness between my ears. Um, what would happen with, uh, with, with uh, Amara is his citizenship would remain revoked, but he would do the time that the Canadian court demanded his he do, a rule that he do, decided that he do, he would do that time in prison, and only after his sentence was served would he be deported to the country from where he originated. Yeah. Uh, it's wrong. It's, it's wrong. He should, we should, the laws need to be changed where a convicted terrorist on Canadian soil that chose to come to this country should drop in jail for life with no possibility of parole. Well, I don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I, what would happen is, 
under the current scenario, here's what will happen. And it's the same thing that happened with um, with um, another famous young terrorist, fine upstanding gentleman who's, I'm sure, going to contribute to Canada's good fortune going forward. Um, what, what's going to happen with Amara is he's going to serve his time in prison, and and then they'll release him, but he'll be released and he'll stay in Canada. Oh my goodness! Under, oh my goodness! Right. So. But if, but if you rescind the citizenship, then at the end of his serving his time in Canada, he's then arbitrarily or dis, he, he is removed from the country. He's sent back. He's flown back to the country from which he originated. Well, well Roy, let me, let me just finish off by telling you this. I'm a proud Muslim and my parents are immigrants. And we have these discussions at home constantly. And I have been raised by my father who came in 1977 to this country couldn't speak a word of English, and was given the opportunity to practice his religion and raise a family and become a very successful businessman. And he's always told us, we've chosen to come to this country. We need to respect the laws of this country. Whatever your religious beliefs are, you do not need to be accommodated by that country to practice. Practice in accordance of the laws. These discussions we have nightly as a Muslim family, and we all agree and we all believe that the Muslim community and practicing Muslims in Canada are over-accommodated, and the Trudeau government is actually hurting us rather than helping us by using the term Islamophobia. They've actually increased it. Those are our beliefs. And we also believe that a convicted terrorist, especially a Muslim, and as a Muslim I say this very comfortably, that they should rot in jail. They will not change their beliefs in jail. And when they are out of jail and have served their time or have appealed and stay in this country, the odds are that they will plot again. And if they are released back into their country, they have communication with people that were plotting with them because it's, it's, you can't believe it's a one-person show here. They need assistance and need help to, to do whatever crimes they intend to commit. You know, there's, there's, Merv, there's recidivism everywhere. If you go into prison, any prison, one of the first things that you'll encounter is recidivism, and that is people who've been there once, twice, three times, four times. Well, they've been there once, and then they go back and again and again and again. And at one point, the recidivism rate in this country was something like 76%, which is a big number. When you've got three-quarters of the population, the prison population, repeating their criminal activity and being sent back to prison. That's a big number. Now, the numbers of, of, of criminal numbers are, are dropping because we're an aging population. And just like everybody else, when criminals get older, they slow down too. And, and that's just it's not, not trying to be funny. That's just the way it is. That's just the demographic reality. But when I, when I hear you talking about coming to Canada and your dad coming to Canada and, and finding this country receptive and, and open and giving you every opportunity to succeed. As you're talking, I was thinking to myself, pretty gay, pretty great country we live in. Pretty great country. Because my story is not all that dissimilar. I came as a 13-year-old uh, immigrant to Canada. I had zero opportunity where I came from, or maybe not zero, but, you know, I, I can't see myself as having had the opportunity that I've had in this glorious country. And what we need to be sure of, make sure of, is that the people who organize and manage our affairs, I won't call them leaders, I'll call them managers, the people who manage our affairs do it to the ultimate uh, betterment, pragmatic betterment of everybody in the country. 
and stop turning people against each other. True. I, I agree with you 100%. And my family does as well. <laughs> I appreciate your call. Well, I knew I knew you were I knew you were trying to make a point. I knew I wasn't getting it, so I wasn't going to let you go till I understood. No, not at all. It's an emotional and personal subject for myself and my family, and uh, and like I said, I mean, just want to put it out there. And it's easier for me to say it, unfortunately, as a Muslim. But when I do hear these views from Canadian citizens that are not Muslims, and I agree with them hundred percent. Our current government has not given the ability for Canadian citizens to openly say what they truly feel with the fear of being called a racist, which was your topic yesterday. Yeah, so completely and completely enjoy your show, and thank you for the opportunity for, for putting my views out there. Well, thank Merv, you. I appreciate you calling in, and, and it's, it's, it's part of being, it's just part of having open dialogue. There was a question I wanted to ask you. Oh, yeah. Has your, what's your experience been the last number of years? Have you found that people in Canada are less receptive to you once they realize, recognize, find out that you're Muslim? Do things change or not? In the, in, not, the, in, in the way people treat you? Not not at all. And I'm not saying about the Canadians and, and the people of this country that have known me since I was born, since I was born here, but the people that I just meet for the first time in my life. I mean, I work up north in Fort McMurray, and I was there when the, when the Twin Towers, when the planes went into the Twin Towers. And, and there is a certain fear as a known Muslim of what the reaction was going to be but people don't jump to conclusions. My goodness, we are in, like, we've come so far to automatically assume and play the card of, you hate me because I'm Muslim. Open your eyes. Go back to, my goodness, Roy, if I go back to, to my home country, which is Lebanon, there are certain areas in Lebanon and other Muslim-majority countries, because Lebanon is not considered a Muslim country. Our, our, I mean, our head of state is, 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 is uh, Christian. What I'm saying is, we have more freedom to practice our religion in Canada than we have back home. People, any Muslim that tells you otherwise is, is not telling the truth. I'm telling you this is fact. This is fact. The opportunities, the freedom that we're, we're given in Canada. Listen, man, as a Muslim family and any, any relative or friend or, or the community that come over and say, oh, this country, this country, we tell them very bluntly, you don't like it. There's the airport. Go back. Go back. And, and it's a shame that Canadians fear that if they vocalize and say those views, they're going to be labeled as racist and against immigration. Come on, man. I mean, we're, 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 we're in Canada. You should have the freedom to say whatever you want, as long as, it's, you know, as, long as you're not offending and not being you know, overly... I can't get the words can't come out because this issue just bothers me. No, and I, look at I, I do understand what I'm you're saying, so and I, but I think there's also a, a genuine uh, kindness uh, to the Canadian nature. I think there's a there's a genuine willingness to accept. There's a genuine uh, sense of of family, and and you know we've seen it at different times historically. We saw it in 1995, October 30th in in, in Montreal. But there's a genuine kindness uh, among Canadians. But I have to tell you, I really appreciate your call, and I hope you call again, Merv. Well, thank you very much for taking my call, and, and I hope the message gets out there for people to not be afraid to say their opinions to any immigrant that comes in, because that word 
if it's not accepted by an immigrant at the time and they feel offended, at least you've planted the seed in their head. And hopefully at some point they'll come around and understand what a beautiful, great and welcoming country we what, have. What we, do, what we do is if we openly speak with one another, is we in fact um, imbue in the newcomer to, to Canada the sense that, hey, this is a pretty great place. I can say what I think. I can, I'm allowed to say what I think and I'm not, it's not going to be held against me. Merv, I've got to take a break. Thank you, sir. Please call again. Thank you. You take care of yourself. All the best. Mervyn Edmonton will come back, and when we do come back, North Korea is said to be one of the really dangerous, dangerous places in the world now. And apparently President Obama told incoming President Trump at the White House, uh, you may have to do something about this, this issue. And from what we've been told, or what some reports have suggested is that President Obama was suggesting to President Trump he may have to do something militarily about North Korea. Colonel Peter Mansour will be back. He'll join us in just a couple of minutes. He was the former executive officer to uh, General David Petraeus during the surge in Iraq. Stay with us.